this organization, there were 13% of those participants had a severe cryptic risk profile, but they were being told by traditional diagnostic medicine that they were fine. Hi, this is John at insuranceradio.com. Join us as Larry Adams from Longevity Quest shares their groundbreaking new algorithmic analysis uncovering severe potential conditions without invasive testing. Longevity Quest has created an innovative and proprietary solution that uses new scientific tools to measure wellness and help find cryptic risks before they become expensive claims. We provide actionable information for intervention and tracking progress toward wellness goals that can be integrated with third-party programs. And we provide ongoing information through enterprise-level scorecards that can be used to measure overall wellness. So if you've been looking for ways to help your worksite clients drive down healthcare spend by anticipating critical healthcare needs at the employee level while engaging employees in their own health and wellness, Spend a few minutes to see how Longevity Quest is leveraging exciting new advances in biotechnology on this episode of InsuranceRadio.com. And so we're thrilled today to have uh, Larry with us. Larry, thank you for being here. Thanks, John. Well, why don't you go ahead and get us started by telling the audience a, a little bit about Longevity Quest. Again, thank you, John, for having me on today. You know, everyone is impacted by healthcare, and the cost of healthcare continues to rise at an alarming rate. The top cost drivers in rising healthcare costs are chronic illnesses and acute events, about 90% of treatment costs. John, that's 6% of our country's GDP and rising are from chronic illnesses like diabetes, obesity, hypertension, and cholesterol issues, many of which can be addressed or even reversed maybe with engagement. Acute events such as cancer or stroke make up the balance of this tremendous expense to employees and employers alike. Uh, okay, I, I do have a background in healthcare, and I, I do know a little bit about what you're talking about, but... So I, I would have to agree with you, but why is it getting worse? There are many possible answers to that question. Focusing on the symptoms and not the cause, using a prescription as a first line treatment rather than attacking root causes, apathy toward improvement, and even strong desires to make lifestyle choices that aren't healthy. We believe though that the overlooked but potentially biggest contributors involve the fundamental way that healthcare providers approach diagnosis and the lack of real wellness engagement by individuals. You see, healthcare providers are traditionally trained to rely on lab results and then look at them in a univariate or one-at-a-time way. That is, they scan to find individual markers that are deemed abnormal or out of the normal reference range. This univariate approach makes it extremely difficult, John, to find interdependencies that are very complex and that occur naturally inside our bodies. Now, in fairness, today's business model doesn't allow most physicians very much time to study these interdependencies. Using a multivariate approach that looks at complex 
interdependencies can help uncover hidden issues, what we call cryptic risks, before they lead to unexpected and potentially catastrophic events. So, it, and thank you for that explanation. It, it sounds kind of like um, the traditional system is broken. John, with all these challenges, as evidenced by the astronomical increases that people are experiencing in their premiums and deductibles, advisors know the system is broken. Plan sponsors know the system is broken, perhaps even unsustainable. Even their most fundamental questions, John, lack answers. Is my company healthier this year? In other words, is my program working and how can I know? You know, John claims data alone cannot measure this because it has a limited view of what might be coming next. They're asking, why is there an increase every year? How can I measure the success of my healthcare and wellness spend? Are there any new tools we can deploy for measuring and holding vendors accountable before we receive the bad news? So organizations are asking very important questions and they need answers. Yeah, so we do have a very complex healthcare system with delivery and payment. Um, where, where would you say that Longevity Quest provides a solution? John, the solution to answering all these difficult questions, to bending the healthcare cost curve down, to creating control and confidence for the organization involves three steps. Step one, identify hidden risks with new technologies and measure the gap between where people think they stand health-wise and where they actually stand for both the group and for each individual. Step two, equip the plan sponsor and the individual with actionable data. Step three, measure and monitor all that for impact. Having a periodic analysis report that puts the plan sponsor in control and it can provide unparalleled ways to improve patient outcomes and forecast financial liabilities. They also show the individual how they're progressing toward where they wanna be. Okay, all right, that sounds fantastic. Well, how does it actually work? John, here's how Longevity Quest does all of that. Our team uses new scientific tools that focus on the complexity of interdependencies between your body systems. Tools that developed in a partnership between the world's leading diagnostic testing company and a leading technology university by studying over 50 million individual people. This science is non-invasive. It uses existing medical data records and we provide both individual and group level reporting in a HIPAA protected setting. That, that sounds like a lot. Um... But drill down on that a little bit. I, I appreciate the high-level view, uh, but kind of get into the weeds a little bit because that sounds almost too good to be true. John, I understand that. Here's a little deeper dive into it. The science starts with accessing the country's largest database of prescription drug history, going back the legal limit of seven years and covering 90-plus percent of all the prescription records in the entire country. Each record includes a drug itself, the dosage, the frequency, refill orders, prescriber details and specialties, drug uses, 
interaction, side effects, even the location of the fulfillment site. The science also accesses the largest diagnostic lab and testing history database of its kind, combining the records of the country's two largest testing organizations, as well as those of the insurance industry's largest paramedical exam service. John, there are over 44 billion lab records in that database. Over 3 billion diagnostic records are also included in the database. So after searching through all these databases, we use extensive actuarial research and advanced data techniques to provide a patented longevity wellness rank to show the gap between where the individual wants to rank and where they actually rank. We call that the rank gap. And that's a key ingredient to measuring and improving wellness engagement. The analysis reveals any potential conditions the individual may have, what the statistical odds are of having that condition, and even the biomedical factors that gave rise to that potential condition being identified. Most importantly, John, our reports show those potential conditions that have not been diagnosed by their healthcare provider, huh. as evidenced by these access records. Identifying this cryptic risk is extremely important. But I'm, I don't understand the terminology. What do you mean by cryptic risk? John, that's a very good question. Let me explain in a little more detail. A severe cryptic risk individual is someone who is deemed in excellent health by traditional diagnostic approaches, but these new scientific technologies indicate some serious conditions that have not been diagnosed. Hmm. Of the 50 million plus individuals in the study, 6% fit that category. In other words, six out of 100 people who have been told they are in excellent health through traditional methods actually have hidden issues that are very serious. Now, let me, let me uh, make an observation because this, this hits very personally for me. Uh, my father was 50, was otherwise in pretty okay health. He had made the best healthcare choices, but he looked like he was healthy. Um, then one day, you know, he had gone to take the, the, the stress test, the, the physical, and uh, he, he looked good, you know, he looked really good and then died of a heart attack four months later you know, with, without warning. So I wonder if this technology had been around back then, if, if it could have helped him, maybe he fit in that six out of 100 people who were otherwise told, Hey, you're fine. Uh, but they have a, a severe cryptic risk. John is quite possible. You know, in this statistical research done by these firms, both the diagnostic company and the technology university, there was a case in there where a female applicant who was, oh, 52, 54 years old, maybe, had just gone through an extensive paramedical to buy a big insurance policy, was deemed in preferred risk category of that company on a seven-figure policy. And she died six months after the policy was issued by a pharyngeal malignancy. That mm -hmm. is cancer inside her esophagus, basically. And when that research revealed that, the first reaction would be by a physician. Now, wait a minute. You can't find that unless you do a biopsy or MRI. But here's what happened, John. That science found on all these interdependencies of these body systems 
that there was something here, something there, something here, something there that didn't seem quite right. And all of those things them individually didn't look very bad. But when taken and measured through this multivariate approach, it, it would said something is very, very wrong inside the body systems. In addition to the 6% who were severe cryptic risks, another 30 to 40% in that research group had at least one cryptic risk condition that was uncovered. Again, this research used 50 million people. Wow. Wow. Um, that's amazing. It, it, it sounds like, it, it, to me, it sounds like AI uh, for your healthcare using this uh, incredibly advanced diagnostic analysis. Um, okay, so what steps are involved? Well, John, this solution takes several steps. The first step, we start with measuring their rank gap. Here's what I mean. Each participant is asked to guess where their overall longevity will rank and where they would like to rank compared to those the same age and gender anywhere in the country. We then compare their desired rank to their actual rank using our patented process to show their rank gap. Now research shows that knowing where they stand will significantly increase their engagement in their personal wellness. The next step is to identify any hidden or what we call cryptic risks. Instead of using claims experience of the past to predict future issues and costs, our solution uses predictive analytics to identify emerging or severe hidden or cryptic risks. It's like a crystal ball. Well, it's, it's something like that. John, the analogy we use is more like this. Back when you and I were younger, we went with our fathers to get the car worked on. We rode dad's car and we drove down to the local car shop and the mechanic came out and opened up the hood and smelt around, looked around, felt around, listened around and can do some diagnosis that way. It doesn't work that way anymore, John. Right. You pull your car up to the service department, the service rider writes a ticket, you give the keys. And while you go in the lobby and have your latte, they drive the car around and they park it and they plug something into your car's engine on a port. And that port has a cable to it. It goes back to this big box over on the side of the wall. That box contains data on that type of engine all over the world that the manufacturer has reported to all of the services. And it analyzes things that the mechanic may not ever be able to find on his or her own. Not just the individual things may be happening, but things are working together or supposed to work together and may not be working optimally. That kind of science can find it where that mechanic probably could not. Hmm. And so we have that for the human body. Exactly. In fact, we shared this with one of the country's largest benefit consulting firms, and he had this to say about our approach, and I'll quote him. Find the expensive and life-changing issues and deal with them before they become expensive and life-changing. It makes a lot of sense. Now, John, after identifying these risks and measuring the rank gaps, the greatest impact can be made by integrating our analysis into an employer-approved third-party health management program. Many employers have them. We can coordinate our efforts with them, or we can also 
coordinate with our preferred partner, Connect. Either way, using our science with a health management program can help bend the cost curve down while helping individuals achieve their wellness goals. Now, the final step in our solution is to use the data analytics provided by us to measure a plan sponsor's overall program for effectiveness over time. In a non-identifiable way to the employer or plan sponsor. So our patented ranking system and the potential condition discovery process can provide a foundation for measuring current and ongoing efforts like never before. And John, we like to say this, if you know the score and show the score, the score will improve. So if you're the plan sponsor, uh, like an employer, how would you take advantage of this technology? Kind of map it out for me, paint a picture. John, there are three ways that our solution can be implemented. Option one, we can provide a one-time assessment to the company's human resource department if they're considering moving to a self-insured approach or for measuring potential future risk liabilities. Option two would be, we can provide ongoing population health and risk analytics for them to integrate with a third-party wellness program. We do that, John, by providing non-identifiable information only to the plan sponsor, never to the employer. In other words, the information for each individual person remains confidential and protected by HIPAA. Okay. The third option, and we feel this would be by far the most valuable option, is that we take option number two, where we give the employer population information, but then we add individual reports to the individual through a consumer website, and they get their own confidential but personalized analysis report. Again, we believe that's the best approach. That way, the individual gets the information, and if the employer has a third-party engagement that's covered by HIPAA, that can be provided to them as well. But again, John, the employer does not see any identifiable information. How easy is it to get started? If you're an employer and you, you say, wow, yeah, if I can identify these issues before they become, what did you say, life-threatening and expensive, um, you're, you're talking about reducing healthcare costs and potentially, you know, I think of, in, back when I worked with group administrators, uh, the replacement cost of an employee. You know, I mean, they care about their people, too. They're not just numbers. You know, they're human beings. And, and you're talking about potentially getting in front of some of these life-threatening conditions. Um, if, if we have somebody in the audience who's listening and they say, wow, that sounds truly amazing. How do, how do I get started? John, implementing our solution is pretty simple. Sponsors select their option. Option one, again, was a one-time overview or assessment, if you will. Option two would be just to have the population information given to a third-party provider. Option three would have the customer, the individual employee participant, get their own information as well. So employers select their option and work with our team on collecting census data and on participant communications. We then collect data through participant analysis reports, and then the actual information gets integrated into the sponsor's overall wellness program. Now, individual participants will click on a link to our website 
and they'll log in with a one-time password. The sponsor provided census information to peers, typically their name, their email address, maybe a cell phone, other information that can be provided. We'll have the information already and the employee individual will complete the form, adding things like date of birth, uh, home address, phone number, and so forth. And we also ask them those questions. Where do you think you're going to rank? Where do you want to rank? And so forth. It takes about two or three minutes to do that. After reading and e-signing the required HIPAA authorization that shows on the screen, the analysis is performed. That usually takes anywhere from two to five minutes, amazingly. It then gets displayed for the reviewing, printing, or download. And of course, that's when the individual option is chosen by the plan sponsor. The data in a non-identifiable format is also added to the plan sponsor record. So for example, employer ABC Corp has a thousand employees and they're doing this. We keep up the individual data on all 1000 participants that do this and give it to the employer, but it can't be identified who it is. It's only for a broad overview. The individual get their own report and the employer gets non-identifiable information reports. Okay, you've said report quite a few times. Um, I'm, I'm interested in what reports are available to individuals and the employers. Can you talk about that a little more? Sure, John. Again, these are different reports for the individual and the employer. We collect all data for each plan sponsor to create non-identifiable aggregated reporting. These reports include things like uh, measuring employee wellness perceptions versus reality, the type and frequency of potential conditions that are newly uncovered, those cryptic risks we talked about, and various heat maps for helping to assess embedded risks for future wellness program design and financial management. For example, if the heat map for ABC Corp shows a large percentage of the employees may have hidden liver issues, for example. Well, the employer, the HR department may work and decide that the next two months lunch and learn uh, in the cafeteria or on Zoom will talk about those types of conditions and what to do about them. Or they may even be so bold as to work with their healthcare provider plan to maybe add additional tests next time the employee goes to their annual wellness exam at no cost to the employee, because then the employer knows there are hidden risks there that can be addressed with proper attention. Now, that's the type of employer reports that we give, non-identifiable aggregated views. Now, each individual report begins with showing their actual longevity wellness rank and the gap between where they want to rank and their actual rank. Now, sometimes the rank can be improved by simply improving your body mass index, losing weight, for example, or stopping tobacco use. So we show a chart at the bottom of that first page that reflects how their rank would be impacted with such changes. But no, John, most often improving wellness involves identifying and dealing with those potential conditions, especially those cryptic risks that have not yet been diagnosed by their healthcare provider. So page two of the individual report features a chart of their potential conditions. 
We also give me, uh, give me an example. I'm sorry for interrupting, but give me an example of potential conditions. Like how did, what does that show up? Uh, and, and this is a terrible medium because I can't show you the report. We can't show the audience report, but what are some items that might show up on that? Well, John, picture a chart that has columns. On the left-hand or first column, it says potential condition, and it's pretty wide uh, part of the chart that has a description of up to now about 350 different types of conditions. For example, uh, type 2 diabetes or um, cancer of an unknown origin or hyperlipidemia or uh, coronary artery disease. It, it could be a very, very minor condition. It could be a very, very severe condition. And the general categories that the healthcare providers use called ICD-10 categories, it, almost every category is included in the 350 and growing list of potential conditions that could be displayed there. Right next to that column, it says if that condition has been diagnosed yet by your provider, according to the records that have been accessed for you. The third column will give the scientific probability that you have that condition. So a very low probability of, let's just say 24% chance you've got hyperlipidemia is one thing, but if it says you've got a 98.22% chance of something, that's pretty confident. And then most importantly, on the right-hand side, it shows four aspects of your biomedical profile that gave rise to the science saying that this condition may be something that you have. So this chart is a valuable piece of information for the individual to take to their healthcare provider to say, doc, this company has scientific tools that are in use inside behind the curtain in the insurance world, that's where it was actually developed, John, but it's behind a curtain, no one can see it. We now take it outside that curtain and the doctor can look at this chart and then say, hmm, this shows a 98.22% chance of you having X. Let's look a little deeper. And, and to be clear, this is only on the uh, individual report for that, the protected um, secure report that only goes to that employee, correct? Yes, with one caveat, if that employer, in our, our example here, ABC Corp., if they have a third-party firm that is employed with the company to engage with people to help them with their health, mm -hmm. they have firewalls between the company, employee, the, the management team, if you will, the company officers, and that third party. Yeah. This information could be sent to that third-party provider only with HIPAA authorization and they have to demonstrate there's a firewall, the employer will not see this information. So that, that HIPAA release you were talking about earlier. All right, let's talk about the elephant in the room. How much does it cost? John, before we get to that, let me finish one more thing about the individual report. Okay. When the individual gets their report, I mentioned they have a page one that shows their rank and a chart about rank if they change their, their wage or stop smoking. And page two shows them their potential conditions chart we automatically include in the report a single page that tells them how to read their chart and a white paper about this technology that they can take to their physician with their report to educate the physician on this incredible new technology. So uh, you ask about how much this costs. Mm -hmm. 
it, it depends on which option the plan sponsor selects. Remember, there were three options, a single one-time assessment, one that does not have individual reports, but just the aggregated non-identifiable information, and the third option, which would include the individual reports. Um, the amount varies by which option they choose, but here's a good rule of thumb. It is a minuscule amount compared to their healthcare spend. It could be $4 or $5 per employee per month. That, that compared to $2,000 in premiums per month is it, it, a minor amount of money. But let's put it another way. Identifying a single cryptic risk and addressing it before it erupts can cover the entire cost of Longevity Quest. Hmm. Um, so Larry, a lot of the people we work with, and, and we've, we've got benefits consultants uh, who frequent our site, do you partner with benefits consultants? Will you work with them or do you go directly to the employer? John, we don't have any interest in going to employers directly. That would be nice, but we want to get this science out to everybody. And we feel the absolute best way to get broad acceptance in the marketplace is by going to the people who for a living deal with employers and their human resource departments on their benefit programs. One individual benefit broker may have five, 10, 15, who knows, 50 different companies that he or she is the consultant on the benefit plans. We feel that using the epicenter approach or the magnifier approach is the absolute best way for us to reach as most people we can in the entire market. And that's our goal, John. This is incredible science that's been kept behind the curtain. We now have the opportunity to take it out and apply it across America. So, and I picked up on something you said earlier about self-funded groups or employers that are thinking about going self-funded. What is your target market? Who, who could best benefit from this? Where's that low-hanging fruit? John, that's a good question. The most ideal prospect we have for this would fit the categories of this. Number one is they're self-funded, which means that they actually are paying for the medical claims. They just have a third party uh, like a Blue Cross Blue Shield doing administrative services. It looks like it's Blue Cross, but really it's ABC Corp who's paying all the bills. So they have an immediate financial interest in trying to arrest this cost curve that's going up so dramatically. Number two would be employers or plan sponsors who are maybe more paternalistic than some. In other words, they don't just care about the bottom line and lowering costs. They truly indeed care about the health and wellness of their greatest asset, and that's our people. And John, when you combine those two aspects, there are a lot of companies in America that fit that bill. I would say third, and uh, maybe not quite as important as the first three, is a company that uh, may pride themselves on or position themselves in the marketplace of a company that provides excellent benefits to their employees and maybe even have benefits that may be um, new and on the edge of the most recent available options for their best asset, their employees. Yeah, innovators. I, I can think of groups that I've worked with in the past who are early adopters of innovation in any way. They can drive down healthcare spend. Uh, it's going to be attractive to them. And John, and, just imagine this. I mentioned this uh, this uh, percentage of these severe cryptic risk individuals. 
being 6%. Mm-hmm. If this ABC company has a thousand employees I've been talking about, they've got 60 walking the halls or calling in on Zoom meetings. They have been told by their healthcare provider using traditional approaches to healthcare that they're in excellent shape. But they're walking around with a significant or a series of significant health impairments that they don't even know about. But they find out when it's too late. That's right. And imagine how much can be benefited from finding those people and finding those things. As I mentioned before, find the expensive and life-changing events and deal with them before they become expensive and life-changing. Well, I, you know, I think of, obviously, I'm, we think of conditions that have affected us personally. I think of my dad. I mean, I think of those people out there, those families out there who have a loved one. And if you can identify, you know, heart disease when it's, um, I don't know, cholesterol management or diet and exercise versus uh, when it is a heart attack or some type of, you know, valve replacement or uh, open heart surgery, not only are you changing somebody's life and quality of life, but if I can think as the employer replacement cost for that employee, but also I would imagine a prescription for cholesterol medicine is a heck of a lot less expensive than open heart surgery. You're absolutely right. Not only is it less expensive, it's less invasive and the chances of surviving longer. John, our tagline of our company is pursuing and protecting a long, good life. We want this technology to be used for that very purpose. Okay. We've covered a lot. Um, But if you were to take, if you were to give me the, the elevator, pitch. Uh, summarize for our listeners what Longevity Quest can do. Longevity Quest has created an innovative and proprietary solution that uses new scientific tools to measure wellness and help find cryptic risks before they become expensive claims. We provide actionable information for intervention and tracking progress toward wellness goals that can be integrated with third-party programs. And we provide ongoing information through enterprise-level scorecards that can be used to measure overall wellness. There's probably one more thing that really is a key part of what we do that I can't overstate it enough. And that is what we're also trying to do, in addition to finding these cryptic risks, is to help give people encouragement and motivation for participating in their health and wellness. That is something that every person that is a benefit broker, every person that's in the claims area, every CEO who has a health plan for his company knows that if they can just get people more engaged in their wellness with actual information, everyone benefits. Well, and this sounds like a critical component. I mean, I've talked to group admins about their wellness programs and uh, the success or failures of those wellness programs, especially over the last five, 10 years. Uh, and they've kind of pushed back from it because they just didn't see the engagement. You know, they didn't see that, that hook or what was going to affect their people into a token economy because they pushed a button on an app or whatever. But, but what you're talking about, it doesn't sound like it's that self-report, you know, generic wellness plan that we've all seen and, and heard of over the last 10 years. This, this really truly does sound different. John, we, uh, 
We conducted both qualitative and quantitative market research studies on this concept. In the quantitative study, one of the questions that we wanted to find the answers to was, if you had this kind of information, would you increase your engagement in your wellness? In other words, would you go to your position more? Would you get more involved in your health and wellness? Now, we were told by the market research company, by the way, that research company specializes in healthcare consumer research. We were told that a 25% or larger response rate positively to that question would be a very, very good result. Sure. The rate we got was so high that the CEO of the research company had his team redo the numbers two <laughs> times because he didn't believe the number. It was 74 Wow. So we believe with all we have that this science not only is needed right now, but is, is something that really can help change people's involvement in their wellness, thereby helping them live a long, full life. Well, and the, and the byproduct is, you know, potentially reducing that healthcare spend. I mean, if you can catch some of these potential conditions earlier, if you can engage them in their wellness uh, through your patented ranking program, um, you can affect you can affect change. And my degrees were in psychology uh, in undergraduate and grad school. I know how hard it is to get people to make changes, you know, and how they behave. Uh, but this is this is life changing. You know, these are these are these are conditions that could kill you. You know, it's what you're talking about uh, identifying and changing somebody's life, thereby potentially changing somebody's behavior. What they say in the uh, scientific world is that this science blends mortality and morbidity science for personal use. Wow. Um, and I know what that means. So um, I tell you what, Larry, and I'm, I think we're going to probably come back to this again, but if listeners want to find out more about how to get in touch uh, with you all or to take advantage of this new science, how would they do that? John, good question. The easiest way is to visit our website. And it's very easy to remember, mylongevityquest.com. So www.mylongevityquest, all one word, .com. On the website, you can find videos, case studies, sample reports, and more. You can also reach us by sending an email to info at mylongevityquest.com. There's a link on the website to contact us as well in case they don't remember that, but info at mylongevityquest.com. You can also go on LinkedIn and find our LinkedIn page. Uh, thank you so much, Larry, for being with us today. Thank you for sharing more about this amazing technology. I really do appreciate your time and I appreciate what you all are doing at Longevity Quest. John, thank you. Thank you for helping us get the word out. This amazing new technology that we really feel can impact people everywhere. We'd like to thank you so much for joining us today. And also we'd like to thank Larry for sharing the work they do at Longevity Quest. To learn more, visit them at mylongevityquest.com. This episode has been brought to you by the Extended Care Planning Experts at LTCI Plans. To learn more about hybrid and traditional long-term care insurance plans, visit ltciplans.com. Thanks again for joining us, and if there's a thought leader, new technology, or idea that you'd like to learn more about, drop us a line at info 
at insuranceradio.com.